Can you dig it, baby? Welcome back. So what is the 22nd episode? No days off. We're back again with Twisted Tuesday. Let's go. Pour one out for the fellas. Have a sip on us. What a day. The Unfinished Business Podcast with Jay Merch and Money Malcolm. The Colm Daddy. Malcolm Govius. Handling the intermellow. As you can guess, after going three to the dome, we're going to talk about basketball today. Because it seems like it's probably the game the most of them to come back, and it seems that it's the only league right now that has a schedule besides yep. baseball. But yeah, the, besides, we're still waiting on hockey to have our schedule released for that and Hub Cities. So we'll get you with hockey next week. But this week is all about the NBA postseason preview. Pardon? Follow that first. Oh. With the Milwaukee Bucks, 53-12 and 12 record, the number one overall team in all of basketball. And we're starting the new segment off here with Money Malcolm's Money Picks. Let's go ring them up. So some key contributors for the Bucks this season and then going into the restart. I think I picked like around two per team. I, I, this one's just kind of obvious. You have Giannis, not even going to try his last name, Acampo. Um and 16-5 can do anything he wants. And then I have Chris Middleton. So you have that one-two punch. And those guys are really the main guys doing a majority of the work for that team. So, yeah, Giannis and Middleton have to be my money picks for the first team in Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, just kill we have, I think we have rehearsed saying a ton of Kulpo, I think, three or four times before we went on. And you got it. And, like, the confidence level is just not there yet. So we'll get it back when the NBA starts by going again. We start picking more picks. So that, we'll get to a 10 we'll work for that. So run off your strats for you, Malcolm. The Freak, 29.6 points per game and 13.7 rebounds. You can't ignore that. 55% from the field, even though most of them are lay up. But yeah. it's efficient. It works. Again, there'll probably be another MVP vote. Middleton, 21.1 points per game, 50% from the field, 41% from three. Pretty good. All-star. And deserved it his own right. I also like some sleepers. I like Dante DiVincenzo coming into his own this year, 9.1 points per game. He's taken the place of Malcolm Brogdon, who was a very, very, very high-valued high, where, high asset in that organization. I hate the Bucks. Just going to throw that you out You understand there. that. Pat Same Connaughton got, the, got to go to the dunk contest this year. Just getting under 20 minutes or just over just under 20 minutes per game. Isn't averaging crazy numbers, but he's getting the minutes out there. Gets some more hard defense. Lopez and numbers. championship pedigree, George Hill. He's getting over 20 minutes a night. So, some great bench players. And I think in the playoffs, especially now, I think with the restart, if you don't, who knows who's going to get knocked out. So, I think a deep bench is going to go a long way. And as well, no, there's no players right now that haven't opted out of the, M- the NBA restart. So, For the box, huge, yeah. huge plus. So, what would be a successful season in your mind the box? Championship or bust. I hate them. Um, but not even, not even just saying that. Look at their team. Like you already mentioned them. And there's names that we left out. And, like, their bench is crazy. Their starters are pretty good. Like, they have one of the bench, best benches in the league, in my opinion. So, and you got talk about Giannis being so great. Oh, he's so great. Oh, he's so great. Win. Win then. Win then. Do something about it. Don't go – don't win President's Trophy. I know that's the, N, the NHL. But don't go first place and pull up Tampa Bay and just choke in the playoffs. I want you to win if you think you're so great, Giannis. I'm calling you out now. Malcolm, That's money Malcolm from, un- <laughs> from Unfinished Business. You got to listen to this. Like, if you don't win, I, I, okay, one of my good friends, Paul, he's a Milwaukee fan. He loves Giannis. Well, he, his background is what, Malcolm? Uh, Greek, so that's why. So that's a big, big reason why. But they show up, they play against the Celtics in the playoffs. What happens? Oh. Giannis falls off. That was a great series. Yeah, it was, but I don't care. I hate, I hate. So, yeah, I'm saying championship or bust. What do you think? Mm-hmm. The, the team's built to win now. Because mm-hmm. you don't know where Giannis is going to be going in two years. 
possibly Toronto, but you Golden know. State. Golden State, okay. But with only losing 12 games in the whole season, it's kind of hard not to pick the Bucs as their championship favorite. You know, ESPN, Jay Williams has been on the Bucs' train the whole four months right now has been in quarantine. So Milwaukee's got to win. Like, I think it's a very big disappointment if they don't for how much they've won in the last, I would like to say, last three years and not have anything to show for it, really. It was a good season last year, obviously, making the conference finals. So they have that experience now, what it takes to make it to the finals. So hopefully they got there. Who knocked them off? The rap show. Um, the next team we're talking about are the Orlando Magic, where the NBA will be played in Orlando. This team only has to take a little bus ride to the bubble. Um, they ended the season, well, the season before the COVID was thir- they're 30 and 35, eighth in the East, so still in the playoff, like a real playoff position. Um, my money, Malcolm, uh, picks for key contributors have to be Aaron Gordon. Uh, even this year, after getting snubbed once again from that dunk contest, can't believe that. But he's been playing good basketball. He's not just being known for his dunk, his dunking, which he is, but he's being known for being a key contributor on this team. And I like, a, I know you had someone else, but someone who broke, who's breaking out and showing that he could be a good role player is Mark Fultz. And I think Mark Mark Fultz will be a good. If they want, if, I don't see them getting past like a first round if they make the playoffs. So, but if they make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, exactly. So I don't know how well they're going to be, but I think Mark Fultz will have a good, uh, like in their first in the first round. I think he'll be a good reason why maybe they win like two or three games. So, yes, yeah, last more stats for Aaron Gordon, averaging a her high of thirty three minutes a game, four points, fourteen point four points per game, seven point six rebounds. So no slouch. Markel Fultz definitely breaking out, just averaging under 30 minutes per game. So you love to hear that. 12.1 points per game, 5.2 assists per game, and 3.3 rebounds, shooting 47% from the field. Can't work on his three point percentage, though, only shooting 25%. And his free throw percentage is abysmal for a point guard, 72%. So there's definitely some things to work on, but much better where, where he's been from since he came into the League of Philadelphia. Yeah. But my, I, I love Evan Fournier. The French sensation coming into his own, probably the Magic's best player. 18.8 points point. per game, which is unreal. You know, how Evan Fournier is during to where he needs to go. Yeah. 47% from the field and shooting 40% from three. Gotta love it. Terrence Ross, your three-point three point threat, have just averaging under 36% from three. But if he's, he's like J.R. Smith, he gets hot, he's hot. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, who I like a lot as well, just he's averaging good. under three minutes per game. He has a foot injury, so hopefully he can return. We don't know yet. Uh, averaging 12 points per game, 6.9 rebounds per game, and 47% from the field, but 33% from three as a big man. So it's yeah. uh, pretty major. But again, they're not. we don't know what Jonathan Isaac's situation is with foot injury, so we still don't know who is not going to be on that team to, uh, once – play resumes in Orlando. So, again, you said your f- successful season for them would be just to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think that's a very fair statement to make. But there isn't much competition out in the East. If they do it like that, I don't know they have really said if it's just the best 16 that are getting in or if it's going to yeah. be eight in the East, eight in the West. Because they had to deal with the Wizards. But I think they can do just fine. But we move again to the Indiana Pacers, the 39-26 record, which is good for fifth in the East. My Malcolm's key contributors, what do you got? I even I skipped this team, man. Oh, you did. Um, Money Malcolm picks. Uh, now, I gotta, now I gotta do some research here. Sorry, this is the one team I just flew through this. this is so I guess forward. Malcolm's sleeping no. on the Pacers. No, I'm not sleeping on the Pacers. Sabonis, obviously, he was an all-star this year. And rightfully so, he was having a great season. And I would also have to say, uh, this is tough. Uh, I'd say, wait, who's not playing? Play, not playing is Victor and possibly Malcolm Brogdon. So then, yeah, then I'd say uh, Miles Turner as well. So DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Being yeah, Miles so- Turner was supposed to be like the next big thing in Indiana. I see a, as well, he's a good player in his own right, but he was supposed to be like, an all-star caliber player when he was drafted when they made the first when they made the playoffs in his rookie season he tore up the Raptors but obviously didn't win that series but he did yeah. um, out, outstanding 
But TJ Warren is having a great season, quietly having a great season at 18.7 points per game, averaging just under 33 minutes a game. He's at 53% from the field and 37% from three. It's unbelievable. Justin Holiday, another great young player, 25 minutes a game, only averaging a points brother. per game. But he is averaging 43% from the field, 43% from three. That's very Jimmy good. Lamb, Raptor killer, is on that team as well. He's averaging 28 minutes a game, 12 and a half points per game. Great bench player. Dougie McBuckets is on the team as well, 20 minutes a game, 10 points per game. Just averaging under 50% from the field. Can't sleep on that. But like you said already, their key losses for the restart is Victor Oladipo, their all-star shooting guard. Yeah. That's just because he's injured, though, not because of COVID. Yes, it's not because of COVID. It's reasons it's because mm-hmm. that he is coming off a serious, serious knee injury, and he's only played, if I have this correctly, he has only played 13 games. And you just remember that one game where he came back and, like, hit that dagger three, right? But even during mm-hmm. that game, he wasn't having a good game. He was, like, two for nine. So, they don't gotta, ask. They don't around. ask how. As long as they get it done, right? Yeah. But, yeah, like, what would be a successful season for you for the Pacers? For the Pacers, they're fifth in the fifth in the East. So, I think right now, obviously making the playoffs, but I think going – we don't know how, like, this playoff format's going to work yet, right? But, like, let's say it was a traditional playoff format. I'd say going to the second round. I would say that, too. Yeah. Just because, like, Indiana's been – I don't think they made it out of the first round in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And they seem to kind of flutter out in the playoffs and not get healthy like they are right now with Oladipo not being there. Because I had to play without Oladipo last year in the playoffs. So, And again, we don't know the situation of Malcolm Brogdon, although we know that he's been diagnosed with COVID-19. We don't know if he's going to be able to come back and play in the Eastern in Orlando. So fingers crossed for him that hopefully he plays because that's, he's been a big part of that team. But we move on to the, the defending Toronto champs, Raptors. the Toronto Raptors. 46 and 18. Who would have thought that the Raptors this year, after what happened in the offseason, they would be 46 and 18 and second in the Eastern Conference? I wouldn't think so, honestly, but I thought they'd be good. Obviously, not like drop off and be like a non playoff team and be like seventh, eighth in the later conference, but I'd, I was thinking they were going to be top five and being second, only behind Milwaukee, is very impressive. Uh, some key contributors, Money Malcolm's picks for the rap show. Are Spicy P, like the most underrated point guard in all the league, Kyle Lowry. You got to look at Kyle Lowry's highlights. Like, I was watching them today just on YouTube, and even from this past season, and like, this guy is just so slept on. Like, no one talks about him because it's in Canada. Like, we're in Canada. Even though we're we're the previous, not we, you guys, we're the previous uh, champions, still no one's really paying attention to them because they lost the claw. They lost Danny Green. They lost, like, those two guys they lost. That's the main guys they lost. So, like, there's not a lot of tension around them right now. And Kyle's been slept on for years. So, those two, for sure, are the key reasons why they're doing as good as they are, in my opinion. Yeah. Spicy P, just name us the numbers for you. The reigning, defending, most improved player of the year. Averaging a career-best 23.6 points per game with 7.5 rebounds and 46% from the field, plus... Shooting 36% from three. Can't deny it. Frederico, Fred Van Fleet, having an unbelievable season as well. 36 minutes a game averaging 17.6 points per game as well, going along with 6.6 assists, averaging just over 40% from the field and 39% from three. My my sleeper pick would be, for the Raptors, would be almost like a – Chris Boucher or an OG Ananobi. OG yeah, having to fill some serious shoes in Kawhi Leonard this season. playing great, man. OG's been playing amazing. 30 minutes a game coming off playing 10. I think that's a huge jump. Yeah. Playing crunch time minutes. 10.7 points per game. 5.4 rebounds per game. Averaging over 50% from the field and 38% from three. And his knock-on last year was how he could shoot three balls. I think he's answered the critics. So, yeah, like, then what, so what would be, and again, they don't have any losses from COVID and or injuries from the restart or the hiatus. So what would be a successful season for the Raptors? Conference championship. I'd say, uh, they can, yeah. and they can okay. go to the finals again. No, 100%, they can go to the finals again. They can beat Milwaukee. They can beat Boston. They can beat all these teams. And I'm a Celtics fan. Like, they can beat all these teams. 
Um, but I think like to be successful, like I'm not just saying this is like as high as they'll go, but to be successful, I think they have to make the conference championship. So I think at the start of the year, I think anybody said if you make the playoffs, I think everyone would take that. I think they would be very happy. So I think a successful season for the Raptors would be a second round finish. And I think anything other than that would be a pleasant surprise just because of how they would, um, they started off the year like with zero expectations. You know, obviously they're, they're the defending champ, but not a whole lot of people picked them to go very far in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs. So I think second round and get higher than that is a pleasant surprise. Well, like I've said before, once you win that championship, all the players just get that championship DNA in them, and they, they're just different after. You're just like, wow, like we're defending champions. We, we can play at that level. We're just as good, and if not better, than any other team in the NBA. So I think they're just built different after winning last year. To move on, we go to my C's, the Boston Celtics. Uh, they finished 43-21, and 21, third in the East, right behind the Raptors. Uh, my Money Malcolm picks. For me, like I can pick everyone. But like my favorite players to watch on this team, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this guy in too. But uh, to start off, Jason Tatum, obviously getting his All Star appearance this year, crossing up PG and that Clipper Clippers uh, Celtics showdown before the All Star break, and then I have Jalen Brown, who's just that, that those two I hope are a duo for a long time on the Celtics because they're just amazing. But also my third player, who I'd say is really slept on, even though in 2018. And I think he has the worst three-point percentage of all time, minimum 200 attempts uh, in a season is 25.3. Is Marcus Smart. But even then, I think he's a great defender, and he's still picked up his game and his shooting since then. So I think he's a big reason why uh, he slept. he's like a sleeper on this team. But, yeah, my two are Jalen and Jay- Jason. Yeah, let's run out some numbers for you. Jay Tatum averaging a career-best 23.6 points per game along with 7.1 rebounds per game. Just under 40% from three, 45% from the field. Jalen Brown averaging 20.4 points per game after that big contract extension. So you have to back that up. 49% from the field and 38% from three. Who I like on this team, which was the big free agent acquisition for the Seas to wow. get rid of Kyrie, was Mr. Kemba Walker. So his first taste Obviously. of some serious playoff basketball, not being part of the dumpster fire that is the Charlotte Hornets. He is averaging 21.2 points per game. A very modest 4.9 assists per game, which I thought would be a lot higher with the Celtics, but that's for another day. 42% from the field and 38% from three. Well, you do have so, everyone on that Celtics team, so that's why his numbers aren't higher. You have everyone doing everything. If that makes you sleep at night, okay. Come on. This team's built – like, give it two more years. Even then, this year, they, they could make a deep run. So what's your, be- what's, what's your best-case scenario? Best-case scenario, they win the championship. But I don't, I, I don't see it happening. That's a realistic scenario. A realistic scenario that I'd be happy with is probably, like, like you said for your Raptors, a second round exit. And that'd be like, ha- like make it past that first round and get to that second round, maybe with lose in like six or seven. So you lose in five in the second round, I'll, I'll be angry. But <laughs> you, you, I think they can go further, but I'm just saying I'd be happy with a second-round exit if they lose your six or seven. Yeah, it's not like the, your fans south of the border are really hot on the Celtics to make the finals. Yeah, I know. Well, like, whatever. Sleep on them. I don't care. Sleep on the Habs. They're, they're not. Hot. They're kind of like riding the bandwagon right now. Oh, they are riding it? Yeah. Oh, nice. I love exactly. You bandwagon. I'm um, not to the, they're, they're Atlantic Division rivals in the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of underachieved this season, 30 and 34, which is good for seven in the East. So, Money Malcolm with the picks. Joe, okay. First of all, because of how many people aren't going for this team, but still, Joe Harris and Karis Levert. Karis Levert, more so. He just picked up like so much this year and he's been making a name for himself. After that unbelievably gruesome third injury that he sustained last year. Yeah. And then Joe Harris, obviously, being a three point threat. Uh, but without, you want to name off who's not going? Yeah, so it's basically you're starting five plus and, you know, whatever. DeAndre yeah. Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie, Wilson Chandler, the boy Kyrie Irving, and Torian Prince, who has just announced quite recently that they will not be attending the NBA restart in Orlando due to COVID-19 and or injury reasons and or Black Lives Matter reasons. Yeah. All viable, oh, viably. He's going to make that uh, documentary about Breonna Taylor to get those mm-hmm. officers arrested. So, 
So what the Nets are missing in all these players is Spencer Dinwiddie averaging 20.6 points per game, 6.8 assists per game. This crazy Kyrie Irving only played 20 games for the Nets this year, but in those 20 games averaged 27.4 points per game alongside 6.4 assists and 5.2 rebounds and averaged very efficiently on the free field goal percentage of, if I just may add, at 47% from the field and shooting just under 40% from three and a 92% free throw shooter. The wet. That's what they're missing. Yeah, that's what they're but missing. And I don't think like, – Did you what, see them miss the playoffs? Did they be out? Because what, what are they now? They're seventh? Yeah, I can see them miss the playoffs. And I'd say, before you ask me, I'll just tell you what my successful season for them is is to make the playoffs. Really? Yes. With, with all of them, those players gone, and who they're going to have to, like, like what bench players they're going to have to start, and it's just going to be a whole different rotation, a whole different scheme that you're going to have to adjust to. I say if they do make the playoffs, that's going to be very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. I think a first-round first win would be nice, yeah. but I think at the start of the season – they were a lot more higher hopes for Brooklyn, but right now they're yeah. just getting riddled. Even the KD's not players, able to like, support the players not playing. So I think make the playoffs is going to be a very, very good option for them. Get the extra coin. Yeah. Uh, we move along now. We're almost done with the Eastern Conference. A few more teams. But we have the Miami Heat, who actually did quite well this year. They finished 41-24, and 24, so fourth in the East right behind the Celtics. Uh, my Money Malcolm picks. For the key contributors are Jimmy Butler, even though I despise Jimmy Buckets, and Bam Adebayo. Bam's really been – he's was an all-star this year as well, and he was a big breakout player, uh, and he's a flashy player too. Like He's exciting to watch. But I think both of those guys – there's so many more guys on the team, but for me, those are my two picks for the key contributors. Yeah, there's huh. – this Miami team runs real deep. Like just name some guys off. Duncan Robinson really mm-hmm. came to his own. 13.3 points per game, averaging 45% from three. So he's got that hot, play, hot hand off the bench and averaging 91% from the free throw. And as well, you got your rookies and Kendrick Nunn, who really came into his own, which really no one really knew about. He's really popping off this year. 15.6 yep. points per game as a rookie. Got to love it. Ty Hero really stole the show at Summer League last year. Again, back that up. 12.9 points per game, 4.0 rebounds per game, averaging just under 40% from three. You got Myers Leonard on this team. Andre Godala, who no one talks about, is on this team. Oh, Derek Jones Jr. is on this team. Yeah, Kelly Olenek, Solomon Hill, Goran Dragic, Jay Crowder is on this team. So Jay this Crowder. is going to be a very, very good team. For is he not on? Oh, I thought he was on the Andre Godala deal. Really? And that was this year, right? This year. Oh, well, thanks for telling me that. Well, <laughs> But but yeah, like nobody again is going to be missing the restart in Orlando for Miami. So what would be a really good season for the Heat? For the Heat, so they finished fourth. I'd say the same thing as the Celtics and getting to that second round and just a second round exit. Yeah, I think a playoff series will go a long way for this team. Mm -hmm. They're just too deep not to. Honestly, like they have, there really is no weak point in this team at all. In any way, shape, or form. So I think they I, they can definitely win first round series for sure. And it would be a good one because they would be lined up, I believe, against the next team that we have going on is the Philadelphia 76ers. So yeah, the 76ers, they finished 39. Oh no, this is you, my bad. <laughs> I did Miami. And he's getting too excited because we love his team so much. It's 39 26 with his best. Which is best for sixth in the East, and your boy don't get too hard in the pants there when you're talking about the key contributors here, the money picks. This is why I was excited. Sorry, because this is what I said. My boy Al Horford can't. You can't even sleep on this guy. This guy's. I know he's an older guy. He's played for the Hawks, played for my Celtics, but he's a really good big big man to have, along with <clears throat> Joel Embiid. I hate him so much, and um, Ben Simmons. Obviously, Ben Simmons, who's like what six seven, can play point guard. Uh, you, you got you can't sleep on him. Like I know, like people love to hate the Sixers, and there's like especially as Raptor, like you're a Raptors fan, I'm a Celtics fan. Like we love to hate the Sixers, but we also can't deny on how like talented they are. I quite I, like the Sixers, to tell you the truth. 
Oh, you do? I hate them for some random reason. Except for Al, obviously. But yeah, I have Al and Ben Simmons being my key contributors. Yeah, Al Orford averaging in 12 points per game with 6.9 rebounds, 42, 44%, excuse me, from the field, and averaging just under 34% from three for a center. I mean, it's pretty disgusting. Uh, Tobias Harris is on this team, 19.4 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 47% from the field with 36% from three. I like Mike Scott, who's on this team. Doesn't really get much points, but brings that three big floor spacer. Matisse Tybal, who I like very much as well as his first year, second year player from France. Average just under 20 minutes a game. And again, he can spread the floor, play some solid defense. And I can't forget about your starting shooting guard for the Sixers, my boy Jay Rich, Josh Richardson, averaging just under 14 points per game, playing over 30 minutes a night. With 43% from the field and just under 33% from three. And he plays some serious lockdown defense with a crazy wingspan. So with your love for the Sixers, how far do you think they go in the playoff? To be successful, I don't mind seeing them leave in the first round. Well, I know you don't mind seeing them. But yeah, I think for them as a team, they have to also make it to the second round. Like they have to. Yeah, I think... Brett Brown is in the hot seat in Philadelphia if they can't make it to the second round. Because, you know, that ended for them last year in the second round. Thank you very much. How are you? Why with the bounce? But I think if they get a favorable matchup in the East, I think they can win. So I think they, could, I think they can beat Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another Celtics-Sixers matchup would be really good for TV, but I don't know how it would be for the Sixers. And I don't get them much. Of a, I don't give them much of a chance against Toronto and Milwaukee. So they have to get a favorable matchup, or else they're going to be in some serious trouble. Yeah, and the last team that we're going to talk about in the East are the Washington Wizards. The Wizards. Uh, they finished twenty-four and forty. That's atrocious, but they still managed to finish ninth in the East. So my money, Malcolm pick, uh, picks for their key contributors are Davis Burton's and Thomas Bryant, and we don't know, is, did you say Bradley Beal is going? He is not. He is not, so yeah, that's why I didn't have him there, but Thomas Bryant, Darius Burton, Burton's is just wet. He's just like, put him on this, put him on the Golden State Warriors, you have the trio of Splash Brothers, honestly, because this guy is just disgusting from three. You try to guard him and you can't. He'll make it. He'll sink it on you. I, I just love this guy. Davis is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your money mouth as money picks because Davis Bertans will not be going to the Orlando no, restarts. When no, did you tell not. me this? Oh my god! Because he wants to protect his free agency status for this season. When did you hear uh, about this? Is, Recently, before you let me make this that pick. That makes you smile. Yes. Before you, you smile. Ma- before you let me make this pick. So, Man. ladies and gentlemen, you know who the real sportscaster is in this duo here. You know, Sorry, money mouth is host and. This, the, was, uh, the this, was done, this was done five minutes prior to recording. Can you just relax? I just got home, man. Well, yes, Davies Bertans is going to protect the assets that he thinks he has and free agency. So maybe, like you said, it could be a Splash Brothers reunion. Like you just said, he could go to Golden State. Who knows? That'd be ridiculous. That'd be nasty. But there really is not much big names that I see off the top of my head here with Washington. Your boy. From the University of Gonzaga, go Bulldogs. Rui Hachimura, averaging just just under 30 minutes a night as a rookie with 13.4 points per game and six rebounds a game, 48% from the field, and an 83% free-throw shooter. It's quite good. Quite good for good. a rookie, I think so. Ish Smith, one of the nastiest ball handlers in the league, averaging just under 10, 11 points per game with five assists. And 38% from the field. But can work on his free throw shooting as well. Admiral Schofield, I wish I could say he played more minutes for them. He's had a great, great college campaign with the University of Tennessee. Hopefully he makes bigger years coming up. But I don't see these guys making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't don't see them making the playoffs either. They're ninth already, but they're 24 and 40. And so who are they behind? Really behind the Orlando Magic, and they're thirty and thirty-five. So yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs. They're gonna need some serious, serious help. Mm-hmm. A lot and, of teams, not yeah. just themselves. But a team that does not need much help to stay in the West, I don't think, is the Dallas Mavericks. 
who are 40 and 27, which is good, only good for seventh in the West. That's crazy. That's which is crazy. unbelievable. So money, Malcolm's money picks, which we know we're going to be back in the restart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luka Doncic, on a kick, on a kick. Um, obviously, who maybe should have been the next-gen cover athlete over Zion for this year for 2K. Going at us. Going at us. And Chris Stapps, Porzingis, the yeah, I think Porzingis, after getting traded, I thought he was going to be on the Knicks for a while, honestly, bro. And then and then he came to Dallas. I'm like, well, there's your new Dirk. And then, oh, there's your other new Dirk in Luka. Yeah, I know. I know that <laughs> so works. That's pretty crazy. So I think those two are just been dynamite together. Yeah, Luka is putting up MVP-like numbers with 33 yeah. minutes a game, 20% points per game, 8.7 assists, 9.3 rebounds. Only shoots 31% from three, but that made it up with 46% from the field. Uh, the Unicorn, Chris Steps, Porzingis, 19.2 points per game, 9.5 rebounds per game. And he is shooting a very average 35% from three, but again, he's also 7-1. Yeah. So you also have Seth Curry on this team, which you can't sleep on. He's shooting 50% of the field, 45% from three. Great floor spacer. They are going to be missing Dwight Powell, which is a major loss for them in my mind, I think. Again, he can spread the floor for you with a stretch four. He has having off-season surgery. Canadian lad, you got to love to see it. And one more player I'd like to add off who's having a pretty good year is Jalen Brunson, a good sophomore mm-hmm. campaign, averaging just under 8.2 points per game. But, again, 46% from the field, 36% from three. So he's out there. He's making a count. So what do you have the Mavericks – in your postseason slot. Hmm. It's tough because the West is so strong, like as it always is. But um, I'd say they obviously have to uh, – be a great know, series. So they literally play – depends who they play. Against they one play? of the L.A. teams, I think. Yeah, so if, if, you're, playing one LA, if, you, yeah, if you're playing at one of the L.A. teams, I think you're going to lose. Like even the Clip Show or the Lakers are going to – not even just destroy – they're they're gonna it's gonna be a close one if they play the Mavericks because the Mavericks aren't like an easy team to beat. You see LeBron and the Luka matchups this year. Well, I think like the Clippers probably have a will have a harder matchup against the Mavericks just because I think Chris Stapps is gonna have a field day. Yeah, with the bigs of the Clippers because there really isn't much to talk about the Clippers. I, I said they lose. Like you see though. a Chris, uh, just picture this: the Lake they played the Lakers. It would be LeBron versus Luka, AD versus Chris Stapps. That's pretty nasty. Like that's a marketing player's dream. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'd say like they lose in six in the first round. Can't get can't get swept. Can't get swept. I don't think so either. Which you um, good? Yeah, they're very very talented. The next team we have, who is third in the East and finished forty three and twenty two, are the Denver Nuggets. Um, like key picks, it was. It, I think we got to stick with the Canadian lad Jamal Murray. Uh, who's been playing great since he's he's still young and he's still he's still developing and people I think often sleep on Jamal Murray he's kind of had a rocky road and he's not consistent all the time but he's still a main reason why they're doing very good as well as Gary Harris who's just disgusting from three well it's very under the radar Gary yeah very uh, the only reason I like kind of know about him is because in my 2k player from like 2k19 I think I got drafted to the Nuggets, so I got to see who was good, who wasn't good. But still, like, after, and then I started paying attention more to the Nuggets. I'm like, oh, like, Gary Harris is, like, no one talks about him, but he's a very good player. But I think he's a good reason why they're doing as well as they are as well. Yeah, so numbers from Jamal, Jamal Murray, averaging just over 33 minutes a game, 18.8 points per game, 4.8 assists, 45% from the field, 35% from three, and an 89% free throw shooter. So pretty good for a point guard. That's from Canada, Canada, and everyone likes to sleep on him. So big ups to the kid. Uh, I also like Jeremy Grant, who came over from OKC, averaging 11.6 points per game, 47% from the field, and 40% from three as a power forward, which is great. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. finally getting to play some minutes for the Nuggets after coming off some injury riddled everything. To tell you the truth, he's always injury prone, so it's nice to see him stay healthy. Uh, but the big question mark going into the restart is the health of their all-NBA center, Nikola Jokic. Also lost a lot of weight in the, like, after being quarantined and everything. I saw a video of him, and he is 
I got a new person. How much weight he's lost. Yeah. He's so he grinding. still is in Europe right now. He has not made over to the U.S., although the Nuggets are planning to travel to Orlando at some point this week and or next week. So Jokic just got to hurry his butt back if he wants to be able to get a chance to play. And he, as of we know right now, he still is diagnosed with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So obviously he needs to get healthy before he can come back to the U.S. So his health is still up in the air. That sucks. But we move on to the Houston Rockets, who no, I think have kind of underachieved. Before, no, before you do that, where do you see the Nuggets? Where do you see the Nuggets going? So I would honestly like to see them make it to the conference finals this year. But they would have to knock off. Thing. They would have to knock off a very good team to get there. Mm-hmm. I think they have the willpower to do that. If they don't get the Lakers, I think they could be Clippers. I think if they don't have Jokic, though, they won't be able to do it. That's well, that's thing. a very big what if. Yeah. So if they do have that, they don't have Jokic. I think they're out in the first round. Yeah. But if they do, I think they make the conference finals. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. If they have Jokic, then they'll make it far for sure. Mike Malone's doing a great job there in Denver. I think he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves because if you get you don't have much of those star players like you see in the other teams, like you see with the Lakers, the Clippers, or the, the Mavericks for that matter. But you have the one star in Jokic, and you have great role players that know the role and don't try to get out of it or try to be a hero. So Mike Malone gets big up. He should be nominated year almost every year. Like LeBron should be MVP every year, but that's another story. <laughs> Houston yeah. Rockets are up next, 40 and 24. Good for sixth in the West. I think that's, that's just kind crazy of, to me, man. The West is so good. Well, like the players that they have on these teams, I think you can understand why. Yeah. Your money yeah. picks, boss. And obviously with these players who are both – MVP players, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And people continue to sleep on Westbrook and say, oh, he's not the good. He's still almost averaging a triple-double this year. Playing with James Harden, where a lot of people said, oh, he won't get his, like, he won't get his stats playing with James Harden because James Harden wants to shoot all the time. But, but that's perfect. Give Russ the ball, pass it over to James. James sinks his threes after hitting, after shooting 60 of them and making 10. <laughs> but I think both of them are still very good players. They're, they're MVP players, so obviously they're the two biggest key contributors for this team. Absolutely. As well, we have P.J. Tucker, who should be, currently should be up for the defensive player of the year. Mm. Average, he doesn't have the crazy numbers in the world, but 7.1 points per game, 6.9 rebounds per game. Does shoot over 40% from the field and 37% from three and an 84% free throw shooter, but he brings – he is one of the best lockdown defenders in the league, if you ask me. Uh, Robert Covington is also on this team. He does average 12.8 points per game, 43% from the field, and 35% from beyond the arc. Austin Rivers is on this team as well. He can bring great energy off the bench. Eric Gordon, who I think is one of the biggest, best sharp shooters in the league, averaging 14.5 points per game, 37% from the field, and 31% from three. He's currently known as a three-point shooter rather than just a jump, shotter, jump shot player. But they are missing – they're going to miss – Thabo Sepalosha for the Orlando restart. Didn't have a major role in the team, but obviously you don't want to see this. You don't want to see much players losing out Orlando because of health reasons, obviously. So they obviously are going to miss him, but they aren't playing to replace him in the lineup. But so what what happened last year in their fi- their finish? Where would you see a successful season for the Rockets? Conference championship. Oh. Well, obviously, a second round would be successful, but I see them, and I think they, like, as a team, they see themselves saying, hey, we can get to that point with the team that they have, and they're not missing, like, anyone huge right now. Like, they're not missing a bunch of key players like some other teams are. So I think they have the possibility of getting to that point. But obviously, I think a second round exit going, like, maybe six or seven and losing a six or seven in the second round, like, that'll be, they'll be like, okay, whatever. Like we'll get them next year, but like I think them as a team are thinking, no, like we're better than that. Almost every team is, obviously, every team who makes playoffs is like, like we're underdogs and we can win the whole thing. But I think personally that they should be thinking conference championship is where they should be at. Yeah, I think they need to make it to the second round at least mm-hmm. because Mike D'Antoni's job is in serious jeopardy if they don't because I think they're getting tired of just missing out, just missing out. On yeah. conference championship and or NBA finals, you know they had the Warriors three one and blew it, so we have, we don't have to bring that up. But yeah, they think Houston is pressing for a good playoff run, and I, I, just, I think they could have had a better run if they kept Clint Capella 
Which yeah. that trade does not make any sense to me now because we see what Clint Capella is at and what they got in return for Clint Capella didn't really make any sense. But I guess they did, they wanted something for him because I don't think they had the money and to resign. Got to see him go like that. Yeah, I was just disappointed when because he, he's been a big part of that team. Mm-hmm. But we move along to the first of the LA part one of LA, uh, the clip show. Uh, finished 44 and 20, so that's best for second in the West. Very good. Uh, key contributors, I think, is a no brainer. You have PG, Paul George, and the Claw reigning finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Both of them just as a duo, that's just insane. When I first heard, like, you see PG sign last year, you're like, okay, so where's Kawhi gonna go? Where's Kawhi gonna go? And everyone thought it was gonna be the Lakers, and he's like, nope, I'm going to the Clippers. And it was just like, wow, PG and Kawhi, that's going to be a force to reckon with. And they were. They finished second in the West. So I think both of them combined were doing great things. Um, do they have any losses? Like any they do. They have Landry Shamit has just been diagnosed with COVID-19. He didn't really bring much of the offensive side of the ball, but he brought a lot of defense towards him, just along with my other guy who I love on this team, but you don't like to talk about him very much. It's Pat Bev, Patrick Beverly. He doesn't have the most flashing numbers in the league in all the world, but he plays defense extremely well and against much taller players than himself. But the Clippers do have one, two, they have five players who average better than 17 points per game. As the aforementioned Kawhi Leonard and Paul George already do. But you have perennial sixth man of the year, Lou Williams on this team, Montrez Harrell, and a great, great trade deadline acquisition of Marcus Morris coming over from the Knicks. So I think they have a great team. The only weakness I think they have right now is in your top two positions in power forward and center. They have Ivaka Zubac and Jamichael Green and Patrick Patterson. But is that enough to make a far deep run that they hope is going to be a championship? I don't know. But hopefully we get to see at the Battle of L.A. in the conference finals. I'm itching to see it like everybody else I'm sure as an NBA fan is. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a championship or bust situation for the Clippers? Yeah, honestly, I think it's so hard because we're going to talk about the Lakers next. But I think that they do have to make the finals because of how well they've been playing this year and how great of a team they have. They're built for it. Like, they've been, they haven't been great. Like, they had uh, Lob City, that Lob City era where they were supposed to be so great and they never made it to that final. So I think it's about time that they do. They have this roster. They have the depth to make it to that point. And uh, I was I was sad to see that Shea, when Shea got traded, we'll talk about OKC later, but when Shea got traded to OKC, I was hoping he'd stay there and be a big, like, foundation, like foundational part for this team. But, yeah, I think that the they have to make the conference championships for sure. They have to make the conference mm-hmm. championships. See to. that Battle of L.A. with the other side of the Battle of L.A. is the Showtime Los Angeles Lakers, who have the best record in the West at 49 and 14. And we know who your money mountain specs are going to be. The GOAT, LeBron James. Don't even debate me on that. He's the GOAT. And the brow, Anthony Davis. Obviously, those two are the main reasons. Well, you still have a lot of great players on that team. But when you have the GOAT and you have Anthony Davis, who's only like, what, 26 now? And he's still playing. Like, he's in the prime of his career and he's playing lights out. How can they not be the key contributors for this team? Yeah, it's kind of like a huge number to me, I think, is that LeBron is not the highest points per game average on the team and actually is Anthony Davis. So I can't remember the last time LeBron did not average the most points for his team. But how many assists is he averaging, though? LeBron is, leading, LeBron is leading the Lakers in assists at 10.6 points per game and some kind of rebounds became so just, uh, maybe not in the spectrum of things, but he's almost averaging the triple-double like everyone aspires to have, obviously. But the role players they have on this team is just, Astounding. KCP, Contavious Powell Pope, Danny Green, Cal Kuzma, who is, I think, is another huge underrated player in the league that no one talks about. Mark Markeith Morris on this team. Alex Headband Caruso. I can't stand him, but whatever. Joe McGee. Quinn Cook is on this team. Rajon Rondo. Deion Waiters. Well, he hasn't played much, but Deion Waiters also is on this team. Just added J.R. Smith. JR. I think there really is not a bad player on this roster. Really, so it's not. So it's championship or bust. It has to be. Like, their their team is just too good. 
-hmm. Like everywhere you look, there's great players. Like Giannis's brother is on this team, Costas Atentacumpo. Like whoever's played, like it's it's star-studded players. Like you have championship pedigree, you have great role players. And everywhere it just aligns to be. It has to be a championship. I'm saying they have to win. But they are going to miss some defense with Avery Bradley, who will not be joining the team in Orlando. Dwight Howard is always an up in the air about if he's playing or not, but he will be in Orlando to play. So again, that's a big, it's a big plus for the Lake Show. But there's no viable reason why the Lakers should not be making the finals, unless they lose one of these guys to COVID. But it has been proven that they can be beaten because they've lost 14 times this season and they have not had this load management crap like the Raptors did last year. A bunch of other teams followed suit. So I think that it has to be a championship or bust situation for the Lakers. 100%. No doubt about it. Um, the next team we're going to go to is the eighth team in the West, 32-33, just below 500, Memphis Grizzlies. And I think with my picks, you have who should be the rookie of the year in John Morant. And oh, he's just so good, man. He's just that's a buddies. He's dunking on people. He's just making plays like it's nothing with his handles. Obviously, his shooting, like his three point shooting, could improve, but it's still good. And then uh, the other pick, I'd have Jaron Jackson Jr. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has also playing, been playing very good for how young he is as well. And those two could be like one of the best young backcourt duos in the league for a long time. I yep. think if they can sign those guys up long term, it'd be great. Dylan Brooks is quietly having a really great season. The Canadian kid, fifteen point seven points per game as a rookie, forty percent from the field with thirty seven percent from three, eighty percent free throw shooter. I'd love to see this guy having a big season too. Is Jonas Valanciunas, fourteen point nine points per game with eleven point two rebounds. So, if you're a basketball fan, that's a double double. Fifty eight percent from the field, which is great. 37% from three, but you know, if I could quote the illustrious Matt Devlin, there's three things guaranteed in this world, death, taxes, and JV's threes. <laughs> Just disgusting. Uh, Gorgie Jang, I think, was a, a very underrated signing, although he hasn't had huge numbers. Big defense, floor spacer. Brandon Clark, I know you're a big Out guy on him, Canadian guy from the University of Gonzaga. Yep. Averaging 21 minutes a night, 12 points per game. And shooting a crazy number at 63% from the field. Disgusting. When he's he out has. there, he's making a shots. So I think, do you see them making the playoffs? I do. I do see them making the playoffs. And I see them. I think they could pull out a first round win. So they but, would play but I'm as just an thinking, eighth seed? Yeah. They play the Lakers, right? So, but you who knows? <laughs> could you imagine? No, but obviously. I'd see, like, first round, making the first round. Uh, that's, like, successful to them, making the playoffs. Uh, as competitive as the West is. So if they maintain their spot and keep winning games, I think they'll consider that a successful season. Well, we have moved now to a team who a lot of people did not have making the playoffs from a certain somebody getting injured in the summer league. Is New Orleans Pelicans at record right now at sins at 28 and 36, which is good for 10th in the Western Conference. Uh, Money Malcolm, which picks? Well, we, this guy is younger than us, weirdly. Uh, Zion Williamson, kind of crazy to think that he's only a few months younger and he probably has like 500 pounds on us. And then uh, Brennan Ingram, who came over from LA in that massive Anthony Davis trade. But Brandon Ingram has been playing. He's been like a breakout player and developing his game here. And it's good to see these players. Also, like Lonzo Ball. Like, I'm not saying he's like – Lonzo's like one of the key contributors. He's still very good. But you like to see more of these guys start to break out when they're put in roles where they are able to succeed. So that's the same thing with Brandon Ingram and Zion. It's, yeah, it's Brandon, Brandon Ingram should be winning the most improved player of the year with his numbers. Yeah. 24.3 points per game. 4.3 assists, 6.3 rebounds, 46% from the field, and 39% from three. Mm -hmm. uh, should be most most improved player after kind of having mediocre seasons at the Lakers. But I think the Pelicans have one of the most deepest benches in all of the league. Obviously, you mentioned Lonzo Ball. Drew Holiday is on this Holiday. team with 19.6 points per game, 6.9 assists per game. 
Uh, you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who they drafted in the first round this year. You have Jackson Hayes, who's also a first-round draft choice. Josh Hart, John, KJ Redick, Derek Favors, Etwan Moore. You have some very great role players who know their role and play it well. So I think you could see maybe, hopefully, you see the Pelicans slip into the AC of the West. But, again, the West is so good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough to get that eighth seed with how good Memphis plays yeah. and how far back the Pelicans are. So that's what would be a successful season is if they made the playoffs. But I think they also feel like, oh, maybe it's we, – we got to hope for a few losses from these guys, right? And those guys are playing very good basketball, and they've had this break, and they're ready to play even more – like better basketball. So it's going to be tough for them to get in, but I'm saying, yeah, if they make the playoffs, we're like, wow, that's like – Higher than we expected at this point. Absolutely. Um, next team, we have the OKC Thunder, who went 40-24. and 24, Really shocked the world because no one really expected them to be this good, be, placing fifth in the West. I, I don't think anyone really – I didn't. I know I didn't. Absolutely not. I, I did not expect them to be this good, and it's great to see them this good because we know Jay's best friend, Shea Gilgis Alexander, is on this team, so he's one of my money Malcolm picks. And CP3 being that veteran leader on this team, we're both playing very good basketball. Um, it's good to see, like, Shea got traded, like I said before, traded over that PG trade uh, for uh, from the Clippers. So to see him break out and, like, being his own and being playing very good basketball, I think uh, like he's the main reason why they're doing very good. Yeah, Shea happens to lead the OKC Thunder in minutes per game at 35.1 and points per game at 19.3 to go along with 3.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists. And 6.1 rebounds. So, for a second-year player, come on. How are you? But I think you have Dennis Schroeder, who is yeah. average, quietly averaging 19 points per game as well. Danilo Garanari was also averaging 19 points per game. You have Steven Adams, the New Zealand sensation. Terrence Ferguson, Nerlens Noel, Hamadou Diallo, Muscala. It's just it's another, another deep team. That they get another role, and they're all under this thing that CP3 kind of did. I mean, I bet you like, CP3 probably hated everybody's guts that he got traded to the Thunder at the start of the year. Yeah. He's chasing the ring, and he gets sent to OKC, and you're like, what? Rebuilding team. They can turn it on, man. They're fifth in the West. Like, where do you think they can go? I think they can make it to the second round. And I think they probably have the potential to getting to that conference championship, depending on who they play. But, like, they have that potential to get there. I don't see them making it all the way to the finals, but they really do have that potential to make it all the way to the conference championship. would be above everybody's expectations. I think people are just expecting them, like, hey, maybe they'll win that first round and get knocked out in the second round. But I really think I see them making that conference championship and playing one of the LA, LA teams. Yeah, they can, they kept, they've been proving the doubters wrong the whole year, so maybe they can keep going with this chain. But yeah, I think they can make the second, like easily make the second round. I think, with how great they've been playing their bat, their style of basketball. So I think they can make it that far. We move along to one of the bottom feeders of the West, if you can call them bottom feeders, is how good the West is. Is the Phoenix Suns, which is a record of twenty six and thirty nine, which is good for a thirteenth in the West, and they still get a chance to go to Orlando. So, uh, what do you think are the biggest players, peak contributors for the Suns? Devin Booker, without a uh, like the main reason why the Suns do anything and win any game. And I also have Mikael Bridges. And Mikael Bridges has been playing pretty good. He's a young player. They're still like, they're one of those teams who are rebuilding, right? And they have to get in the rebuilding team. since Steve Nash left. Yeah. <laughs> but they like Mikael Bridges has been playing really good basketball. Devin Booker, he's just been playing. Was he an all star this year or was he snub? Yes, he was. A replacement all star. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. He didn't make it, but he replaced somebody. But, yeah, both of them have been playing good basketball. What are their stats for this year? Uh, yeah, like Devin Booker, 26.1 points per game, 6.6 assists, 4.2 rebounds, 48% from the field. And Dario Saric is also on this team, so maybe he can turn it on like he used to in Philly. Uh, you have Colin Johnson, who was a really highly touted college player who rose up on the draft. Aaron Baines is on this team. If you're a big fan of the Celtics, you know who Aaron Baines is. Frank yeah. Kaminsky. And another good player from college, but again, his game really hasn't translated very well to the NBA style, but he's still averaging 11 points per game. But they will be missing Kelly Oubre for the restart, and he was the second highest play, oh, third highest player in points per game average at 18.7 points per game. 
You did have DeAndre Ayton, who missed a lot of the season due to his PED suspension. But when he's on the team, he averages 19 points per game and 12, point, 12 rebounds per game and shooting well above 50% from the field. So I think, would you see them making the playoffs? A good season for them is finish like 10th. I think a good season for them was just getting to Orlando. So I mean, like, yeah, honestly, I think so. this is the plus for them right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. So I think they've already reached their maximum potential for this season. Like, I don't even know why you bring them. Like, it's, it's just, it's kind of, it's a real long shot. Yeah, very, that's an understatement. But um, the team that really has a, logis- a legitimate chance to make the playoffs is one Portland Trailblazers with a record of 29 and 37, which is kind of, kind of surprising for what kind of team they assembled this year, which was good for ninth in the West. So I know some big names that you're ready to talk about. What are they? Oh, it's the big three. The cover athlete for 2K21 this year, Dame Time, Damian Lillard, uh, also CJ McCollum, and Carmelo Anthony. Um, Carmelo's really trying to get that ring. And obviously, it's hard to do it when you're in ninth in the West, but if you win some games and hope that some other teams in the West lose some games, you might be able to get in there, stick past the Memphis Grizzlies, but you got to really hope that Memphis loses quite a few games. Um, but yeah, those three. I, I expect a lot more from how like I know I know Melo is on like the end of his career almost, but with Dame and CJ playing, it's kind of weird that they're still not maybe like a seventh or sixth seed in the West. Exactly, and they added Hassan Whiteside in the offseason. Yeah, he's, he's no slouch in his own right. He's averaging six point three points per game and fourteen point two rebounds, so he's definitely contributing. But the bench that the Trailblazers have isn't the best. They have, you missed Zach Collins most of the season. He's only played three games, and he was a big part of that team last year. He made the conference finals. Uh, Mario Hazonia is on this team. Rodney Hood had a very good last season, but again, numbers haven't translated very well to this season. I haven't only played 21 games. And you are, you are going to be missing Trevor Ariza for the restart, who was a, not, not the best at scoring the ball, but again, he was your primary, primary defender. And I think it was going to be very important if they would make the playoffs because they would be seeing it LeBron and Kawhi, and you would have put Trevor Reza on LeBron or Kawhi. So without Trevor Reza, they had a really, really tough time making the playoffs and or going far in the playoffs. So do you see them making the playoffs? I don't know. I don't see them making the playoffs, but I really hope they do make the playoffs. Yeah, fair enough. It's a team like it's a team you don't like not to succeed with that team, especially since Melo joined the team. You want to see Melo win. You don't like. I don't think anyone in the NBA wants to see him lose. He deserves mm-hmm. a ring. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. Like I said before, they have to hope that Memphis loses a few games yeah. and, that they, and they pull out a few key wins. So I say where they are now, like making it to Orlando is a good like, – it's successful. But making the playoffs would be even more successful. And I think they have in their mind. Like Dame wasn't going to play unless they have the possibility to make the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. You see them playing, that means they have a possibility. So I hope they make the playoffs. Absolutely. We round out. We're down to our final three. So we got the Sacramento Kings, who finished 11th in the rest, 11th in the West, excuse me, with a 28 and 36 record. And I think it's a very good record for what the team they assembled this year and for what competition they have in the West. So who do you think are the best players in this team for the restart? Well, that's the best players, the like key contributors, Darren Fox, who's been like. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, he's been breaking out ever since he joined the league. People have been on him constantly, and I think playing in Sacramento, he obviously he hasn't done like a lot for Sacramento. There's 11th in the West, but he's been playing good basketball, uh, better than he has in previous years. And I can't say this guy's name. Bielitsa. Uh, Bielitsa. And I think he's very good. He's a very good three-point shooter, uh, and he's just very – he's been playing not lights out, but very good basketball for this team as well. Still, like a lot of people on the team who are also playing very good basketball, Still only 11th in the West, so you can't be praising anyone too much. It's not like I'm praising Darren Fox, only he's such a good player. He should be an all-star. No, but these two guys have been breaking out and been making more of a name for themselves than they have in the previous years. Yeah, let's name more players up the list. We got Corey Joseph, who brings championship pedigree to the Kings, averaging only 6.3 points per game. But again, he's there primarily for defense, 42% of the field and 35% from three. Alex Len, who I like a lot on this team, 
is averaging just 8.3 points per game, but is also 55% from the field. Very good player in his own right. And Bogdan Bogdanovic, who's going to be a very good player in this league in the next couple, two or three years. 14.5 points per game, 43% from the field, and averaging 33, 36, excuse me, 36% from three. So, do you, again, it's another tough sledding for the West making the playoffs. So, I think, again, I think it was just a plus that they got here for yeah. Orlando. So, I, and they are going to be missing a very, very key piece. And Buddy Buckets and Buddy Heel that bar yeah. from the island of Barbados or the Bahamas, excuse me. But it's, I think it's going to be tough to make it into the top eight for Sacramento. Yeah, I think the fact that they got there is pretty good already. But we got to so the second last team we got here is the San Antonio Spurs, who finished 12th in the rest in the West with a 27 and 36 record. Key players for you, Malcolm. Demar, 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 DeRozan, obviously, and he's been, I, I just want him back on Toronto, man. Like, I hate it. I know like, they got Kawhi and everything, but I was kind of cheesed when that all went down. But obviously, he's been doing his best that he can. The, the Spurs had, have had their like, strings of success over the past decade, decade and yeah, a so half. Yeah, so do they keep this playoffs? Do you see them, like, in your head, is the playoff streak alive since they make it to Orlando? No, I don't. Th- I don't think they make the playoffs. And then you also like just like is it is gratifying enough that they've made Orlando? So like, hey, they made technically like they're in the best team. So like, no, because it's not the playoffs. I don't think the playoff streak is alive. I, I obviously you don't want to see that happening. Like when the Red Wings lost their playoff streak, it's lost. Things come to an end. You got to accept it. And their playoff streak will most likely come to an end this year. And another player who's been really good for them is DeJounte Murray. Also, I'd like to add is Lonnie Walker, who's been playing very good basketball as well. But more so DeJounte Murray, who's been playing even better than them. But you can't really point out many players because they're still 12th in the West. So the fact yeah, that they, they, have, they have like very good average players. Like you have Bryn Forbes, who's yeah. pretty well. Patty Mills, who's been there forever. Rudy Gay, Trey Lyles, Jacob Hurdle. Marco Bellinelli, who's been there as well, but I think it's going to be tough to make it anywhere without your second best player, Alan Marcus Aldridge, who will not be making the trip to Orlando due to having off-season surgery. So I think, again, it'll be very tough to make it far, let alone the 8th seed in the West. So again, I think as a bonus, they're just here in Orlando. Yeah. We got the final team on the list. It's the Utah Jazz, which was my sleeper pick to win it all this season. So who you got for your Best players for the Jazz or key contributors is not the best player. Donovan Mitchell and I hate Rudy, so not Rudy, uh, Joe Ingles. And the Australian I, sensation. And I would have picked Bojan if and we know he has his offseason injury and he's been playing tremendously. He's been playing very good basketball, three-point shooting, free-throw shooting, just the minutes and the points, but obviously he can't make it because of his wrist surgery. But Joe Ingles is just... Like another guy who's like uh, lower level of Bojan and who can make his shots. And then Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. Like, how can you not? He's still very young and he's still performing at an all star level. Uh, and obviously, you got to talk about Rudy, defensive player of the year, blah, blah, blah. I hate him. He started COVID. Uh, but even before COVID started, I wasn't like a huge fan of Rudy, but whatever. I think he's overrated. Um, I think where they can be, I. I agree with you that they are a sleeper to win it all and go all the way. But I think uh, for them, they're only losing Bozon, right? So they have everyone else. And I think they can make that conference championship. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what they have in mind for themselves is making it to the third round. Yeah, as well on this team that you have not mentioned already, you have Royce O'Neal is a very solid player in his own right. Jordan Clarkson, who knows how to make the NBA Finals and them being with the Cavs. Uh, Mike Conley, the pride of Ohio State who's been on some great teams with Memphis. Emmanuel Moudier, who's a great individual player, hasn't seen much success in the playoffs. Ed Davis is on this team. We can bring some solid toughness and rim protection to Utah. But, again, they're fourth in the West, so they should make it out of the first round, no problem. But they'll have a very, very, very tough matchup in the second round if they stay fourth. So, again, it'll be one of the Lakers or the Clippers if the schedule, if the standings stay where they are. So uh, they would have to turn some serious heads. But, again, I think if they got the Clippers, they have a chance. If yeah. they have the Lakers, I don't know. They'll be tough. Yeah. But I, hopefully Utah makes it to the conference championship. But at the start of the season, they were my sleeper pick to win it all. So I'm sticking with them. And then 
I haven't that wagon yet. Yeah. And so that ends it off for the NBA preview. We want, obviously, the, the episode coming up on Saturday is going to be about their weekly recap. And we just want to hand it something is the largest sports contract in all of history. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. We're going to be getting more in depth about that and how much I hate it and how much Jay loves it. So there will be some butting heads there. Yeah, just before we just before we sign it off, I just want to point out that uh, every player we mentioned today is making more money than Cam. Every single player, <laughs> every single player, hands down. No, they're not all former MVP former MVPs, but whatever. He didn't. He made, he made the Super Bowl against the Pink Man, but no big deal. No one brings that up. No. But yeah, we'll be back for the Saturday recap, and next week. We're bringing the NHL postseason preview. And hopefully by the time that is done, we'll have the MLB. But by the time MLB comes on, it might be season time. So here we go. Sports is coming back. Finally. Get excited. Until Saturday, we're signing off. It's Jim Merch. And Money Malcolm.